Hey y'all, how y'all doing? Hopefully you had a restful Thanksgiving break. I was able to see my family for a brief moment, but we didn't hang out long like normal because we are doing our best to flatten the curve. So for the most part, I was home alone during the break, chilling and partaking in lots of self-care activities that I don't normally get to do. It was amazing. However, I did work a little bit. During the break, I recorded an episode with two of my dearest friends, Tangela and Awita Carter, via Zoom. I met Tangie and Awita, as they are affectionately known, on the campus of UTA, and they are in large part the reason I graduated. As the kids say, no cap. We talk about how our college experience shaped us as leaders, strengthened our friendship, and helped us form a bond that will last a lifetime. You rarely hear me mention their names because they like to remain incognito, but they are just as important to me as my sisters and my sorors. And like sisters, we laugh a lot about some of our funniest memories and our most memorable experiences, including the good and the bad. Talking with them made the Thanksgiving break just a little bit like normal. It really was one of the best episodes I've ever had. Thank you and enjoy. Hey, y'all. Hey, Tracy. Hey, Tracy. How y'all doing? Fine. Good, great. How was your week this week? How was the holiday week? It was good. I spent a lot of time with my mom. That's good. Restful. That's good. A lot of time with the TV. Ain't nothing wrong with that. Me too. I watched a lot of black Christmas movies. (laughs) Okay. On Tubi. I'm going to have some recommendations for y'all. Fine feature film catalog. (laughs) Okay. Okay. I I go for that. Okay, <laughs> to my listeners today on the show. First, let me say this. Most of the time people hear me talk about um, my experience at uh, University of Texas at Arlington and how much I enjoyed it. And uh, a big part of the reason I enjoyed that experience is because of my guests today who are sisters, Miss uh, Tangela and Oweda Carter, <laughs> a.k.a. Tangela 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 <laughs> so I guess I would tell um, the listeners how I met you all at college, at school. Um, we became friends in Dr. Chanita Hurd's criminal justice class, Intro to Criminal Justice. <laughs> uh, and I, basically, I was ear hustling on Weeda's conversation. I was sitting there, I was quiet, I didn't know anybody. And it was about three or four Black people in the class. And I'm like, ooh, Black people. <laughs> so I was listening to the conversation and I heard Oweda mention her boyfriend's name was Kelman. And I was like, there are not too many Kelmans in the world. And I interrupted and asked you if you knew, if you were talking about Kelman Farmer. And you said yes. And I went to high school with Kelman and we became mm-hmm. friends after that. And Tangi was an RA in our dorm on B ramp in Brass's house. And I lived on A-Ramp with my first roommate, Carzina. And our, 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 we had a different RA. And she quit 
we could talk about the reasons later when she quit. <laughs> she quit. And then the next semester, Awita became my RA. And so I and Carzina moved back home to Texarkana. And I got a new roommate that I didn't get to pick. And she was from a different culture. And at the time, the rooms we shared, the bathroom was in the room. And she would come out of the bathroom next. And I was not used to that because I was taught in a, in a house full of people. When you went in the restroom, you showered, you took all your clothes, you went in fully clothed and you came out fully clothed. And I asked her not to do that. <laughs> and she kept doing it. And so I literally took my clothes to Weeders one night and I just stayed every night on the floor <laughs> for the rest <laughs> of the semester. Even after I asked you to leave. You did. I was like, I'm not staying over there with her. (laughs) She won't put no clothes on. And then after that, the next year, I moved to B-Ramp with Quandra. And we became sweet mates with Tangie. And we have been friends ever since. Actually, it was, um, we almost became like a family. It was me, Tangie, Weida, Harold, um, Trina. The Waco crew, the kids right. from Waco, um, Nash, Jeff, Marcus, and, and we all just kind of hung out together. Mm-hmm. And we just became a family, and y'all have been friends ever since. So, would y'all like to add anything? Tell the listeners about yourself a little bit more? Well, not so much about me, but about us. Uh, Tracy, she did come to my room and she she was never she she never left she would (laughs) I would ask her to leave and she wouldn't and I remember first time we were going to get into it and she was about to get watching Baywatch it came on at 10 (laughs) 30 every night Tracy was talking about David Hasselhoff and I told her this this friendship is over get out <laughs> at three o'clock <laughs> night rider came on <laughs> and i told her you if you gotta stay in here you gotta leave david Hasselhoff alone <laughs> wait a minute i'm a guest on your floor i mean i literally slept on the floor and i'm trying to tell you what to watch on your own tv i don't want to watch this <laughs> and and i and i didn't care about anything else but at 10 30 it was it was stay watch oh, but and i wasn't going back and three, in that room with that girl 3 a.m <laughs> It was Night Rider. And Tracy stayed on that floor because she kept saying she came out naked, and I understood. Listen, she came out naked, and she had she used my soap. Ew, that was the second. Time. <laughs> she used my soap. I was like, wait, a, well, uh-uh. Yeah, she did. There, I, I wasn't very welcoming to have somebody sleep on my floor, but when she was telling me these things, I. I understood. No, ma'am. The need to escape. Yes. And I, I just stayed. <laughs> um, Tangie, did you want to add anything? Just that you said we were like a family. We were a family. We were um, in a co-ed dorm, 104 residents, and we had people from all over the world. So it was a very, um, just to come to the lobby and sit for a while was an experience. You could literally have a different experience every night of the week, depending on who was in the lobby. Mm-hmm. So true, so true. Well, I wanted to bring you, I feel like uh, 
Jada Pinkett Smith and saying, I want to bring y'all to the Red Table Talk. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to bring you all on um, to talk about our experience. One, I, I've always wanted to, to discuss it, but I think it's an appropriate time right now because of the recent election of Joe Biden and Kamala Harris to vice president and people um, paying much needed attention to HBCUs and their um, their importance in educating, you know, our culture and our community. But what I'm finding is people who did not attend HBCUs are expressing their discontent or regret in not attending an HBCU. And that's kind of um, disheartening because just for me, I wouldn't have had, I wouldn't have had a totally dis different experience. I'm not going to say it's good or bad, but I wouldn't have met, I'm like, we've been friends now for 30 years, mm -hmm. you know? So I'm like, why should we regret what we have gone through? It doesn't make us less black. <laughs> Them student loans still come just like they come at HBCUs. <laughs> so I'm Pretty. not going to knock a uh, HBCU graduate because I'm, as an educator, I'm going to promote education for all kids. Mm -hmm. But what I do want to do is at least start this conversation. And hopefully if people disagree or if they agree, I can continue it later on as I continue the podcast, but at least start the conversation by us sharing our experience at the campus of UTA. One of the things I sent y'all to prepare was a post that I saw on social media today. And the guy says, basically, my only regret about college is not graduating from an HBCU. Ignorance had me believing a degree from one. Ain't, ain't me. This is him. This is word for word. Ignorance had me believing a degree from one ain't mean as much as a PWI, when in reality, that's nonsense. I do believe that just because you go to an HBCU doesn't mean your degree doesn't mean anything. But just because you go to a PWI doesn't mean your experience wasn't valuable as a Black person. And it doesn't mean that you lack cultural competence. And so that's how I wanted to start the conversation and ask first, you guys first, why did you choose? Because you all specifically chose to attend the University of Texas at Arlington. From what I remember, I ended up there by accident. But <laughs> share your experiences. What, what what made you all decide to attend UTA? I went to UTA um, because of the proximity to home. Initially, uh, my school of choice was UT Austin. Uh, I had a full scholarship to Langston. I chose UTA <laughs> and had some help in that choice. Uh, because my parents wanted me close enough to home to reach me if they need to, for me to get assistance if I needed it, uh, but to be far enough away to have an away from home experience. So, and, and I chose because that's where my sister went. I could have <laughs> gone anywhere in the state of Texas and on a free ride my first year. Um, but I wanted to be close to my sister. <laughs> she already knew the lay of the land. I figured, hey, that's a year of work I don't have to do. <laughs> let, let me back it up just a little bit, Tracy. Okay. We and I are a year and two months apart. 
like twins. Uh, we grew up, shared twin beds. We had a twin bed. My brother had his own. So we can finish each other's sentences to this day. It'd be in two mm-hmm. different parts of the of the Metroplex or even the state and nope. still do what we would normally do if we were together. So And I think um I'm not gonna speak for them specifically, but you guys remember Sonia and Tiffany. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think their experiences is the same. It's like one went and the other one came and they're like a year apart as well. Mm-hmm. And you see one, you see the mm-hmm. other, Sonia Kiff. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. I agree. I think for me, I went, I ended up there. I said earlier, I ended up at UTA by accident. I started out going to another school and it just didn't work out. <laughs> and I ended up, I was hanging out, I was back at home working at the local sack and save. <laughs> and I was like, I don't want this to be the rest of my life. And I was hanging out with a high school friend. Um with his girlfriend who she happened to be a white girl and she was really nice to me and we just talked a lot and she was at the time going to UTA and she was like you should try it and I really believe the Lord put her in my life only for this reason because she sparked the idea in me to go so I was like well let me try it and see and I got admitted in the spring of 1992 instead of like a fall semester. So I was a little bit behind everybody as far as school because, you know, I started after everybody. And then after that, after I got admitted into UTA, I don't remember being her friend again after that. Like, I don't remember talking to her at all. No, not in a bad way. It just kind of, we went different directions. (laughs) And so I just feel like maybe that's what, you know, the Lord was like, she needs right. to plant the seed in you so you can do something with your life. Right. <laughs> and so that's how I ended up there. In my first semester, I commuted. And I, listen, I parted more commuting than I did on campus. <laughs> <laughs> Those grades were, and I was about to fail. I was about to flunk out. And I used to carpool with, um, one a family friend who was attending at the time and I was telling her about my grades and my financial aid and she introduced me to Zeb, Zeb Strong. Mm -hmm. And Zeb said, he basically told me, you need to move on campus. You need to get you a tutor and you need to appeal to the financial aid office so they won't kick you out. And he showed me what to do, what to write. I did everything he asked me to do. And they, um, kept allowed me to stay there on probation and I met Carzina that same semester in um the labs in a biology lab and we it was three black people in the class and the lab instructor was like you need to find a partner for the rest of the semester and the other girl the other black girl she already had friends so she picked her partner and then me and Carzina just looked at each other and was like you want to be it <laughs> And at the time, she was like, well, my roommate is moving out at the end of the year. Do you want to be roommates? My roommate next year. And I was like, sure. (laughs) And that's how I got on campus. And that, you know, led to the story of meeting you all. So, again, it it was a divine accident, but it was still an accident. But I've never regretted it. I've had a great time. And I was wondering, did you all ever have any regrets about attending? I have not had one regret. about attending UTA we got enough um, experience visiting other colleges 
and universities, in addition to being on campus, we went, we traveled. We went to Grambling. Mm -hmm. UNT, SMU, there are some colleges PV. and universities, PV, some mm -hmm. I'm skipping. Um, but I, I have no regrets about attending UTA. Do you all want to share what your experience was like on campus? Because my experience might be different from yours. One of I our can... most, go ahead, Weta. Oh, go ahead. I was just going to say one of our most memorable ones was uh, finding out, for me, was finding out that if you work part-time on campus, you work 20 hours a week, you could get food stamps. Yeah. So <laughs> growing up, the way we grew up, we were, we were not a stranger to an amp. My Aunt Gail <laughs> and my Aunt Ava kept us in amps. Food stamps worked anywhere. Yeah. So well, being able to work 20 hours a week. Well, we luckily, luckily, my sister and my friends received food stamps because the $12 that they approved <laughs> me for went nowhere. So wait a minute, let me set the stage for the food stamps. I'd, I'd rather skip this part because so this think, was not a good situation so and I, I just think, do not uh, understand it. I think Tangie found out first and she told us like, hey, you work 20 hours a week, you can get food stamps. So we all went to the food stamp office together and applied all at the same time. So much so, there was another girl from a different sorority. And I forgot to say, because I always shout out the Divine Nine. Wida and Tangi are both Sigma Gamma Rose. I was right. the Delta. And we had a Zeta friend. We had a couple of AK friends <laughs> in the group. We went, and there was another young lady there who was a member of a different sorority. We ain't going to say which one. And we were all like, okay, we're here together. What's up? <laughs> she did not want to talk to us. She was like, she tried to hide. She tried. She tried to hide. We like, we all here together. <laughs> so we all applied, and I think I think I got my food stamps first. I got like eighty or ninety dollars, and Tangie got like eighty or ninety dollars, and we'd have got like thirty dollars. <laughs> no, no, she got twelve. Twelve dollars, Tracy. Twelve. Dollars. I thought it was more. I thought it was no, no, ma'am. And and Tangie completed my paperwork mm -hmm. for me. She put the same thing on hers. Yeah, on mine that she put on hers. Yeah, except the name. We had all of the the same items, <laughs> object. We had the same thing. So, but here's how. Here's how the guy works. So I would get my food stamps first. And we would buy, I would buy food and we would all eat off of my food. And then as my food was about to go, Tangie would get her food stamps and she'd feed us and we'd all eat off of her food stamps. And by the time we had ate up both my food and her food, and it was like the end of the month, we were about to be hungry. Your $12 would come in. I could, <laughs> I, I, could, I could get two bags of chips and some Little Debbie's with mine. And then after that, I would call my brother who is actually, who kept me in the money <laughs> but what i think that taught us is that even though you know you know not to give up to keep fighting to survive Absolutely. like because we were struggling you know we yeah. all had parents but who would because i remember that one time we were hungry and my mama said look i got twenty dollars yep 
Y'all can come get this twenty dollars. Listen, like twenty people. Let me say this: we didn't have to struggle, and and that was the last time that I did struggle. So, (laughs) Tangie was a little too independent, and and so was the people we hung around. They wanted to be so independent, and I'm with that. However, I needed my little Debbie's and my my Nella wafers. And and I tried to be independent as long as I could, but mm-hmm. I picked up that phone and I called my brother, my sisters. Don't do that. We're here. No, no, you're here. I don't have to live like this. <laughs> picked that phone up and called my brother. I said, I have no more little Debbie's and no more Nilla wafers. And Tangie is trying to use the last of the money to, to buy some meat. That's all good and dandy. But again, mm-hmm. I need my little Debbie. <laughs> And yeah. I need my Nilla wafer. <laughs> we did not got into a fight at the at Win Dixie. <laughs> I'm trying to buy real food, real food, because we have to survive. <laughs> we done wanted some Nilla wafers, and the Nilla wafers was putting us over our budget. I needed Nilla wafers, Tracy. You know that. Listen. I would eat my Nilla wafers after each exam. That's what got me through. <laughs> <laughs> so. We can go fight me at the end of the right at the cashier at the cash register. <laughs> well, I didn't realize she was trying to put my Nella wafers back. I said, wait, 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 put it. I can't. <laughs> she finally, no, wait, finally wait, I said, Tangie. okay, okay, huh? I was saying, I was saying, wait a minute, Tangie. Yeah, I said, okay. Nella wafers. We, you need to put that meat back. We literally between... got into a, we literally <laughs> got into a tussle <laughs> at the register. I said, okay, okay, keep them Nilla wafers, but you're going to eat them Nilla wafers for two weeks. You're going to eat them Nilla wafers. Oh, and no. that's why I phoned my anytime. brother. <laughs> Listen, we, anytime, we anytime, got off track. Way off. But what did it teach y'all? You said that was it, one of your... It taught Go ahead. Me to, to share and survive. Yeah. Uh, Community. We were within 45 minutes of home, but mm-hmm. at some point in life, you may not be. Right. You may not be mm-hmm. able to rely on home. How are you going to survive? I'm not above food stamps. I'm going to be honest with you. <laughs> we had to do what we had to do to survive. Mm-hmm. At the same time, there were other people in the dorm that we told who were in the same situation. College students working part-time, 20 hours a week. Before you know it, nobody in the dorm was going hungry because right. everybody had a means to feed everybody else mm-hmm. yes we would have a uh, community meals downstairs yeah. and we would cook a lot of food and Ooh, there you were a lot time, of uh we are barbecued in the winter time <laughs> he, to stay warm he was riding around on that bike i mean we had right. meat and we had a barbecue grill in the back yep but you're right. That sense of community was strong, you know, yes. not just in our dorm in Brazos, but also Lipscomb and Trinity and mm-hmm. Patial. Like you knew the Lipscomb kids, you knew the Trinity kids, you knew the Patial, and we, you know, we all stuck together. And I think that was one of the most important lessons. Out, you know, like listen to your friends; they're great resources, and right. you know, you don't have to struggle alone. Like you sitting over here, you know, eating this last yeah. box of ramen noodles. When your friend has food, just make sure to return the favor mm-hmm. when it's that time. That's right. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the we t- had, um, I think, 
Oh, go ahead, Tracy. Oh, no, you I was didn't. just going to say that uh, within all of those dorms on campus, you had different sororities, fraternity members, and we were all connected to the Multicultural Services Center. Yes. Mm-hmm. Which um, Zeb Strong and Richard Massey mm-hmm. were two very dominant people who made sure that if you didn't make it, if you didn't have money for X, Y, and Z, they made sure you had something and that you were connected to the right people. Right. So. Absolutely. And that's what I was going to ask. One of the questions I want to ask, how important do you think it was to have an advisor or mentor like Zeb or, and the multicultural services on it was campus? Instrumental. It, it, it was very instrumental and and guiding people. There are so many people that come to school and they have no clue. They have no way. Um, You have some people, they come and they have been sheltered a lot. So it it was so important to get those people in front of, you know, they would put you in front of the right people. They Mm -hmm. would put you um, and they would connect, connect you with those people who could help you get the things that you needed. Yes. Um, so if you listened and paid attention, then you would, you, you, those people would be there for you regardless. I mean, you, there, there were no strangers. There yeah. were no, like we said, people moving into, into our dorm. They could, you could come down, you could eat. Yeah. Good. We had it. You were hungry. You could eat. So um those those resource those I think they were a very good resource, um, especially for newer people. And once they made those connections, I think that job was done. So as long as those people listened and didn't get out there, you know, we had the same thing. Everything th- that other campuses have, um, whether it's um, people on drugs, we had somebody <laughs> dealing drugs in the dorm, but we we had people on drugs. You had. Um, you know, boyfriends beating on girlfriends. Yes. You had um, girlfriends who, you know, con- continue to wait for their boyfriends to buy them items when the rest of us were saying, buy it yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If, you, if you really want it, buy it yourself. You know, don't go two years waiting on your boyfriend to buy you something. Get, get, I go buy you. me a dude. <laughs> you get you something. <laughs> so. No, but I think that those connections were very important. <laughs> did, you, did you want to add anything? I just said, no, she does not. Be a <laughs> Listen, that's not going to make sense to anyone listening. <laughs> Let me kind of explain. No, Tracy. <laughs> Don't explain it. No. It's not going to make it. Do not gotta, use names. You gotta, I won't you use gotta, names. I won't you got to learn to ignore me. <laughs> <laughs> But there were, um, especially once we became upperclassmen, there were a group of underclassmen who would come with certain outlooks on life, i.e. the young lady who felt like her boyfriend needed to buy her a Dooney Burke. I'm like, why wouldn't you get him to pay your tuition? But whatever. (laughs) So, you know, part of that, part of being under Zeb and Multicultural Services was the Mm -hmm. mentoring we got from him, we extended to those behind us I think they definitely cultivated an atmosphere where you know you reach as you climb like mm-hmm, so as we're mm-hmm. going up the ladder you don't forget those behind you and um 
I did like that about it because had it not been for him, you know, I may not have met you all, you know, because I was right. allowed to stay and stay in class and knowing him. Then once I met you all and realized y'all knew him too, you know, we would go to him and that office for so much, or I need mm -hmm. help with this information, or I need help with this professor, or I need help with my dorm director mm -hmm. or, you know, or my housing. And they, you're right. They would put you on the right track. Well, here's who you need to talk to or attend this leadership conference. Mm -hmm. So that when you get this job or this networking, you know, situation, so that once you graduate, you're prepared. I did appreciate that a lot. Were there any other professors or faculty members that impacted your life? Dr. Chanita Hurd. Oh, I loved her. <laughs> Dr. Hurd. Told it like it was in yes, criminal justice classes. Yes, she and did. she was in touch with the campus culture too. She knew what the kids were doing. She knew I, when I was um, going through the process with Delta Sigma Theta, that's how we're going to say that. <laughs> she knew. And she was like, you haven't been coming to class. Mm. <laughs> and she looked at me. I was like, she was like, you got to get back on it. I was like, yes, ma'am. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but <laughs> she absolutely knew. Um, anybody else? What about uh, Dr. Stevens? I forgot about him. That Dr. Stevens scared the bejesus out of me. Oh, yeah. He, he, he gave two tests a semester, a midterm and a final. You didn't pass this midterm, mm -hmm. you, better, you better show out on that final. Mm -hmm. But each test, he put Kleenex out on desk because he said, it's going to be hard. You're going to need these. <laughs> he sure did. Oh, I, one of my favorites, he didn't like me, was Dr. Bing. He loved Oida. <laughs> <laughs> I like Dr. Bing. So. <laughs> oh, but all of them, Dr. Delaney and the history department. Listen, I have a whole degree in history. I loved history. African-American history was my favorite subject. But I got a C in his class. And I had to beg for the C. <laughs> That's because you kept sleeping. You wouldn't go to class. Yeah, okay. So that is my next comment. So one, when I was a teacher, when I taught reading, one of the books that I had my kids read was called The Pact. And it was about these three doctors who made a pact in high school to become doctors. And they pushed each other to, you know, to excel when they were undergrad, all the way up until their specialties made them separate and they couldn't, you know, but then they still encourage. But what I wanted to talk to y'all about is like, we didn't officially form a pact, but we had a pact. Because <laughs> I'm gonna let y'all talk about it. Talk about the pact. <laughs> well, it's our system for succeeding. <laughs> Well, it's just more of a, you know, I, I'm not, I wasn't the refined young lady you see before you today. <laughs> <clears throat> however, <laughs> my words, however harsh, <laughs> came from the heart. So um, like one of the things we would stay up all night. And I would always have early morning classes. Yes, so Lord. it was nothing for me to stay up all night. And I would be, be there bright and early for my eight o'clock class. Well, <laughs> this 
Tracy who slept on the floor, I would come in from my classes. It's 11 a.m. I've gone to three classes. I've gone to three classes. I went across the street to get me something to eat. I come back and Tracy is still asleep on the floor. I'm like, look, you can't keep sleeping on the, you, you either get up and go to class or you, you, you know, you can't, you can't stay up late. You can't, you can't do both. I can't. That's not working still, for you. Still cannot. That, that, that is not working for you. So, so you have to do something different. Now, I didn't, I didn't say it in, in this manner. It was it's like, try to get your ass up so you go a little bit more harsh, (laughs) (laughs) but, but she needed to get up and let, I was not the most responsible. Sandra was responsible. I was not the most responsible person. So for me to have to tell her this, (laughs) and I told her, and you know who this is coming from. So (laughs) you need, you need to really think about that. But in turn. (laughs) <laughs> who did not read <laughs> none of the lessons on her assignments <laughs> was a weeder. Tra- Tracy stayed on me 24-7. I did not like, and today I can't put a book down, but that's because I'm reading things that I want to read. Right. You know, I'm reading David Baldacci books, but those books in school, that Tracy, wait, you need to read this. Tracy, I'm quite sure I'll be all right. <laughs> so we had a system where we would go to class. It just we developed. had to form something. So we had, had to make it work. We went to class and took the notes, and I did the readings and took the notes, and we just shared. And, and as one, <laughs> we were a fantastic student. We made <laughs> we made a great student together. We had to be together though. Listen, so much so that we, we know, when you're taking Spanish. When you take okay, the Spanish classes were a little different, so I was really good in Spanish. We all took Spanish together. Me, well, Sandra, we the Marcus. So, so Sandra ran past everybody in Spanish. Yes. That's why she is certified bilingual today. <laughs> it is what it is. <laughs> I was good in Spanish. As a matter of fact, I was great in Spanish as well. Um, however, Tangie's classes took her on a different path. So Tracy. Um, we had to get well. Quandra ended up taking a separate class, and that was a whole big, me- a whole nother situation right there. Um, because we had to train Quandra separately. I got to call her about that again. But, <laughs> we- <laughs> but yeah. So Tracy would say, "Hey, when are you taking Spanish class?" So there were a few of us, and I would tell them which Spanish class I was taking, and and I would um assist during the class now again it just was not we we were not as refined then as we were now so if, during one class one of the friends took my just took my paper and turned it to the side and just sort of add the answers on and I, I was like just then, then just go ahead and go for it then was that me just had to get it through <laughs> no it wasn't you Tracy that time <laughs> <laughs> oh, that last our senior year, it was me, you. What, I don't know if Tangent was in that class, but it was like Spanish for Donna. Tom. No, uh-uh. that's a, it, it, it. It was Donna. <laughs> it was Donna. Because <laughs> we were all like, okay, we're going to sit strategically around yeah, Rita. We had it together and everybody could see, but, <laughs> but Donna just could not see. So I was able to pass the 
Donna was struggling. I I kind of slid. I did it real slight. I slid my paper kind of to the side, and and Donna just couldn't see it, so she had to just go and grab and turn it on to the side so she could see, and she just started putting her hands up. That was fun. <laughs> Said we have we have we got a pack, and it, it, it like you said, it transcended just our group. We stuck mm-hmm. together as a community, as a culture. Like, cause Donna didn't hang with us all the time, but she mm-hmm. knew us. Mm-hmm. We knew each other, and it's like y'all take. I need hey, take it with us, and it's like okay, right. so we're gonna do this together as much right. as we could, you know, without getting kicked out. Right, <laughs> claiming our degrees. Right, we also. Um, what class was that, Tracy? I was trying to choke Tangie because oh. we were in the big class and we were all supposed to, to have been taking notes. And the notes <laughs> from the so everybody was writing to our we were like, okay, and, and the and the professor was just going. So you that was to, uh Dr. Alan Sachs, political science. I was gonna say I think that was oh. Dr. Sachs' class. And he would give the but but he just kept going. So we just made sure okay what i miss you get you know everybody's taking notes and i'm like okay i have to get this part in you know trace can you take this part you know trace is going okay okay and then we look back and tangy has her hand under her chin and she's just looking off in the face and we during class and I was having I was having relationship issues. Uh, relationships, uh, <laughs> but I said, Tangie, what are you, what are you doing? This during class, what are you doing? Oh, don't worry. Then I honey. got it all up here. I got it all up here, and I tried to break her finger and choke her in that class. <laughs> Needless to say, we got kicked out of class because <laughs> <laughs> you know we were being disruptive i think we ended up getting the test bank from the basketball team because they always had the answers it wasn't the bat that was was another class no it was the guy who well he was an ra but he was also in a fraternity Mm -hmm. and that fraternity they had a bank a test bank and Mm -hmm. and they he was able to assist hence (laughs) why you know, it's kind of difficult. You don't just—I I don't see—I don't see how anybody could have only been friends with one race of people, anyway. Right. But, you know, we 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 were all over the place. Mm-hmm. Speaking and, of, I was mm-hmm. gonna bring up our math class that calculus was a trigonometry, and we had to take it in the summertime. And we we had a, a math major. Oh, he was either math or engineering in the dorm, Jeff. And we took that math class uh-huh. with Jeff. Now, Jeff was—he's a, a white guy from probably from him and Nashville from like Eagle. I remember us talking about race and bringing people mm-hmm. home to your parents. And we was like, Nash, what would your parents say if we if you brought us home? And he was like, They not going for that. <laughs> but they were very open to us, and we, you know, they helped us because that math class we would not have passed mm-hmm. had it not been for Jeff. Nash mm-hmm. was from Azel. Hey, that's mm-hmm. Eagle Mountain, Saginaw area. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I just remember that thinking, you know, that was, I ain't going to say it was the beginning, but it opened my eyes to everybody doesn't think the same way that I think, mm-hmm. you know, and I can't beat them over the head and say, I'm black. You finna like me. 
No, you we know. had people from different races who, you know, threw down the. I mean, they they were more upset about racing than anything. You know, you ran into situations where um, that's why you can't say all. You know, everybody of one race is this way, or they yeah. all hate you. Right. You cannot. Because you know, you, even you within the small community of Black people that we had on campus, it was still very different. Everybody mm-hmm. grew up different. We had some commonalities, but there was like one guy in the engineering department. He was Jamaican. Mm-hmm. He was from Jamaica, like born mm-hmm. and raised there. And he had a different view on how to approach culture and dances. And he's like, we don't do that. You know, just mm-hmm. different ways. And so I just think it, it exposed us to so much more. Yeah, I did. Yeah. Um, I remember when we went to and I do not eat at um, what, Tandy, what's the what's the restaurant I don't eat at now? Apple, <laughs> Applebee's? Yeah. yeah. I do not eat at Applebee's to this day. We went there and we were riding high on the hog because the scholarship money, financial aid had come in. And, 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 you know, if you were, you were a thousandaire when that happened mm-hmm. and we went to Applebee's and there was a group of us. And so we, we all went to Applebee's and I think the majority in the group were, were, were black. Mm-hmm. And so we went to Applebee's and we, we waited there. They, they sat us down and it took the waitress forever. Now you could tell the restaurant was crowded and, you know, we were all fine with it. And our waitress, she kept passing our table. Like we didn't even would get not, water. Would mm-hmm. not stop. And there's a, a guy who was at the, uh, he, you could, we saw where he was walking and which table he was working. So he came over, he took our drink order. He let us know, you know, um, he would be back to take our other order. You know, he's become, he was really nice. Mm-hmm. He was extra nice. And so we got the drink orders and then he, he was working literally at the back of the room and we made the comment, wow, this guy's working all over the place. He's working the back of the room and our table up here near the front. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. And we kept going back and forth, kept going back and forth. And he, and he took care of us and we were, we were calm. We weren't upset that it was taking so long because we could clearly see that the restaurant was, was crowded. Mm-hmm. So when it, and we never saw the lady that was working the tables around us. She she never came to our table. Mm-hmm. And, you know, but no one thought anything of it until, um, and this is when I stopped leaving money on the table for the tips. We left money on the table. That's when we carried cash. <laughs> we left money on the table. And when we were getting ready to leave, the lady who never waited on us was coming to grab the money. Mm-hmm. Mm. So I was like, wait. Oh, are you gonna take the, this? Is for our waiter, mm-hmm. and so at that point, the waiter was at the. I was like, "Oh, there, there he is!" And everyone at the table was like, "Hey, make sure he gets that because we left him a very, very, very hefty tip because he treated us right." Mm-hmm. And so, but she was like, um, "No, I'll go ahead and take it. This is my table." No, and so one of the other people that was at the table were like, "Wait a minute, you didn't." You didn't wait on us. That, that right. you weren't our waitress. That guy right there was our was our waiter. So we waved him over. He came over, and when he came over, the manager came over. And so the manager's like, "Hi guys, you know, is everything okay?" And it wasn't like a big scene or anything. 
Mm-hmm. But you could hear her say, no, I'll take that. And that's probably what he heard. Because um, we were all fine. You know, nobody was upset until um, the waiter, we, we were telling the waiter, hey, you know, this is this is your tip. One of the other people that, were, that was with us said, um, oh, yeah, she, she was trying to take your tip. And we were all just, just laughing. And I was like, she wasn't trying to take it. You know, she's probably just going to hand it to you. So he took the tip. And she said, well, I, I wouldn't wait on black people. Right there. And so, and well, that wasn't the reason. Well, then you think you're going to get a tip and you don't want to wait on me? <laughs> yeah, that, and that exactly. wasn't the reason. So the guy, off this money. the guy who actually waited on us apologized on her behalf. He said, I'm so sorry, you know, you guys are great. Thank you so much. And then the manager apologized. But when the manager apologized, the manager said, you know, we're so sorry. We're trying to work with her to make sure that she oh, waits no. on everyone. And, and I, so I, I, I said, wait, you have someone working here who you know who chooses not to wait on certain people and you're okay with that. And so he, he was, you know, I, I do apologize. Well, don't apologize. Fix it. Why is she even working here? Right. You don't have all yep. of one race coming to this restaurant. That is just in here. Mm. It, there are multiple people around. It was in Arlington. So do you think that your experience at UTA gave you the courage to speak up on those issues like that? No. I had that courage before I came to UTA. <laughs> you know my I, We my had parents. another experience had uh, with a police officer in a restaurant uh, where we had gone out partying one night and uh, we came in and some guys came in behind us. They were not with us. Mm-hmm. But the um, waitress sat us all together and we told her you know, they're not with us. We're by ourselves. So it wasn't that the restaurant was crowded or anything. I think it was just because yeah, they saw a lot of black people come in and said, you know, we're going to sit all y'all together. Well, those guys ate, got up and left. And um, they tried to make us pay for their food. I said, no, we told you when we came in, they weren't with us. And the deal is when we, it was a waitress that sat us, but yeah. we had a different waitress who was waiting on us. Right. And she knew that we were all separate. Mm-hmm. And so she, she, was, she was nice. She, would, she came over, she took our order. And then she went and she went and waited on some other tables. And then she went and took, the other guy's order who were you know next to us but she knew that we were not together so when the person that sat us together tried to get us to pay their ticket our waitress stepped up and said oh no no they've already paid theirs mm-hmm. they weren't together mm-hmm. so guys had a separate ticket so and, in what way have has like these experiences impacted you as a person, like as a leader or as a woman or as a black person? So how have they formed and shaped you, your identity? When you um, see it, call it out. Mm-hmm, yeah, j- j- just speak on it. Um, yeah. You don't, yeah, I don't believe in acting ignorant about it, but I will, I will speak on it. I'll so, admit that night I was ignorant. That night she was, she's grown. Was ignorant. Not, not ignorant, ignorant. Yes, and so I, I also think that one of the, the benefits people claim about um, 
attending an HBCU is there is that you are surrounded by your own culture all the time it all you know for the most part it's like a mecca and mm -hmm. so whereas you guys are experiencing these things in the community we might also experience those things on campus when for instance you're sitting in class and somebody says something stupid like well you know i'm not here because of affirmative action or your professor said something racist and mm -hmm. you have to deal with that and so they are like, you know, that's four years of my life where I get to be black and be proud and not have to deal with those experiences. What are your thoughts on that? Um, well, I, I just think that, you know, each, I don't think that one is better than the other, but for me, I think that going to like our experience at, at UTA, it just, made me even more aware like our parents kind of already made us aware where we grew up and who we grew up with we were already aware of some things it just made us even more aware of other cu cultures mm -hmm. um, a lot more other cultures um it wasn't even just black and white you know so mm -hmm. you you there were a lot of different cultures there so it just made made you more aware um and i think that that's more um of how the world is it's not just um, one group, one race. It's, you know, it's, it's all cultures. It's everybody coming together. It's all races uh, coming together. And I just think that that's more, um, whether it's more or less, you just get a, a difference. There, there's a, a, you get a difference in, um, like for me, like where I, where I work, just having all of one race wouldn't work. Mm-hmm. Um, my previous job, it was an international company, just having all of that just So did UTA work. prepare you for working with, at an international company? And if so, in what way? I, no, I think so. I, again, I just think that I, I just think it made me even more aware. It, it wasn't such a shock when because, mm. you know, when you first see something even just people eating, you know, it's not just, um, oh my goodness, what what is that a hand? Like, what is that? Is that a a, a, a a monkey head? What is happening right now? So <laughs> it's just not it's just not so much of a shock when I get out of school. <laughs> when you see that, you know, we saw that at school. <laughs> That's where I saw it. And I'm thinking, what is happening right now? Did they cook a human? What? Is that a body part? Oh, that girl you know, in the but, dorm. But, <laughs> yeah. But but they were they were actually uh willing to explain. Oh, this is what we're doing. I'm like, I think I just saw an elbow roll up in that pot. What is happening right now? And you take the time to explain it, mm -hmm. you know, versus getting out and not wanting to try different things and not wanting to see different things and not wanting to experience different things because that's not what you're used to doing or that's not what you're used to seeing. I just think it prepared me more to be a little bit more open, a, a little bit more open to experience uh, new things. Okay. Dane, did you want to add anything? Yeah, I'll say that um, what it ultimately helped me do, even though my major was criminal justice first, minor Spanish, when I became an educator, it helped me want to, as a bilingual educator, make sure my students and my families understood me. Mm. Because a lot of times the schools that I taught in were 96% Hispanic, 98% Hispanic, who knew nothing about Black people. So a lot of what I, I learned, I took with me and 
for example, particularly during Black History Month, but I'd, I'd actually start way back in August with uh, our family album, starting with my great, great, great grandfather all the way down to us. I copied um, what my uncle collected. So I had a copy of his original and I kept that in my classroom. So for families who came to the door and would see a black bilingual teacher in the room, the look was always, you know, oh, she must be a sub. No, no, <laughs> I'm your teacher. By the time it was over with, we knew more about culture, uh, Hispanic culture on my end and, and African-American culture on their end to where if they had, they went to another school, which they did after third grade. They um, met up at Kennedy Elementary School where a school that was 96% African-American mm. met this particular school that was 96% Hispanic. You knew about the African-American culture. You knew enough to not ask crazy questions, but to be respectful of somebody else's culture. So basically for both of you, you're saying that being at a school that had so many different cultures kind of made you appreciate your culture a little bit more. Yes, ma'am. Is that what you're saying? Okay. I appreciated my culture more. And I also appreciated the fact that I knew that there were other cultures that were different than my right. culture. Yes, right. absolutely. I would say for me, I, and I, I said this probably on a previous podcast, I came from, uh, we didn't have a family of activists, but we did have an activist in the family. And so, like you said, we were heavy voters, highly into community and community service. And so I was made aware of some of the racial injustices that I was gonna face period, even before probably in elementary school. <laughs> mm -hmm. But by the time I got to UTA, it made me, for me, I needed to be prepared, you know, so that someone might be brave enough to say something ignorant in class or, what they call now microaggressions you're making a joke but it's actually something where you're trying to be insensitive I, like i'm not stupid so i know what you're saying but how to handle that in a way that where i know i still have to work with you i still have to be you know professional but i'm gonna get you together in the right way because you're not gonna mm -hmm. keep doing that right. so uta definitely started me on the path to that and being and it, it did make me appreciate my culture even more because like I was walking yesterday with a friend <laughs> and um it's in an area of town that's not highly populated by black people so yesterday Thanksgiving we were not there and so as we were walking she was like I think that's a black girl <laughs> <laughs> and oh we walked up on her she was but she actually knew her and it was like hey we were all like excited to see each other and I got that same feeling on campus at UTA when you met another you know because our population was so small and it's like oh here you are it's like you learn to seek each other out mm -hmm. and you learn to not that it was perfect because there were times where, you know, you might be into it with somebody might be into it with somebody else or whatever, but you learn to say, Hey, this is my community here, right, right here. Let's stick together. When we had protests, <laughs> we came together, you know, when someone was running for, uh, I remember specifically Miss, um, Mr. Miss UTA and we would have a black candidate and we would come together and talk about, okay, this person from, 
from, you know, is running on behalf of us. So let's see what we can do to support them to win so we can have the first Miss, first Black Miss UTA. Whereas mm -hmm. I think like at a HBCU, they get to see that all the time. We know the experience of having the first Kamala, mm -hmm. you know, already right. because that started in college. Mm -hmm. because mm -hmm. we were united then and so it made me appreciate being black even more I'm like you know so like you said I don't discount anybody's experience if that's what they did you know great but also too I, I appreciate my own as well the one of the one things that I do regret is that we didn't have a football team oh <laughs> uh, let me say <laughs> I I regret that <laughs> however it's probably also the only it's reason why we graduated. <laughs> <Don't you? laughs> Absolutely. I think that would have been a baby mama. It's hard for me to watch <laughs> college football, and I rarely watch it today because I sit there and I think, these are young, young boys. I can't watch them. I can't. I'm going to need you to focus. I can't do it. <laughs> but so I know. parties would have been I'll probably, because we had a great time, but Watching basketball on the stage in the auditorium was just now. Let's just bring that up. I think I was with you all when I went to a, a game and one of the balls flew off the stage into the audience. Audience, like, yeah. That yeah. was one of the few things that I regretted. But for the most part, yeah. I'm like, I absolutely enjoyed my experience. Um, let me see. What is one of the biggest memories that you have? Oh, well, no, let me ask this. What is one of the most important? Well, I think I covered that. What's one of the biggest memories or you've had is your time there? That party, that was the best of times. It I'm was the, the worst. The Kappa, uh, the Kappa party. It was, a, it was an alpha pajama jam. It was Gremlin PV weekend. And it oh, was Kappa convention. All in the same weekend. I remember that party. So let me set the stage for the list. Fall <laughs> oh, 1990. I'm like Sophia on the Golden Girls. Right. Picture, Picture it. Fall oh, 1995. <laughs> <laughs> Kappa's had a regional convention in Arlington. And our Kappa chapter decided to host a party that weekend and so where we hosted parties was upstairs there was one way in and really technically only one way out but they only closed because they closed the back door so people wouldn't sneak in tracy it was we, an alpha party it was a pajama party cap was kind of dominated because of the convention i thought mm -hmm. it was a cap party but mm -hmm. it was two me and we were in our blue and gold pajamas like we were right. a good two to three hundred cappers there easy so you go up the stairs you pay your money at the bottom of the stairs you go up the stairs so what happened was and i'm gh try to say the clean version of this story so you <laughs> got two three hundred cappers and the alphas at this point aren't even significant here's what's significant four <laughs> signals show up to the party four one two three four two to three hundred cappers Five beta oh. sigma. Let's let's clear. Boy, I'm just trying to keep it. They try to put them on blast. If they are the part of the divine nine, they know who I'm I, talking about. I, I don't want I don't want those sigmas to be mixed up yeah. with us. That's where we go. Four sigma fraternity members show up. There you go. And one of the sigmas 
comes in and is like, now the Sigma's colors are blue and white. Mm-hmm. Kappa's are red and white. Technically, mm-hmm. crimson is cream, but you substitute the red and, red and white. So this Sigma comes in with his three Fred brothers, and he points out, I don't like this person, I don't like this person, mm-hmm. and I don't like this person. But I don't know what happened, but before it was over, a fight breaks out. And all you see was, at the time, Kane, now they shimmy, but back then, Kappa's Kane. And that's all you saw going up and down. And now, mind you, we've had a great time for a good hour. Mm-hmm. Party was it was a fantastic The party. best party of the year. Mm-hmm. And it went down in about five to ten minutes. So all you see are canes going up and down. They break the fight up, right? But at the time, Arlington sits in the middle of Fort Worth and Dallas. And so people who don't attend college in Dallas and Fort Worth, and they don't have anything to do. When they hear about a party at UTA, they would come. At the time, this is 19, about 1995, Crips and Bloods were huge back then. So they would come to the parties too. <laughs> Their $10 is the same as the- That is right. $10 you finna get. So all they see is red and white fighting blue, or red really fighting blue. Mm-hmm. And before you know it, they're fighting too. So you got pockets of fights all up. In. So b- before the party was over, Arlington Police Department was called. They pepper sprayed the party. <laughs> we so was the game. Running out the sides. One girl got, matter of fact, she was a sorrow from Texas Women's College, I believe, because I got trampled. And when I got trampled, I fell on top of her. <laughs> And he ended up going to the hospital. It ended all parties at UTA for a good 20 years. <laughs> Best party, worst party of the year. That yeah. was crazy. It was. <laughs> it was. So we we were there at the beginning. So I stood up on the chair because I saw the crowd. I saw them kind of, everybody came together in the crowd. Well, first, what led me to believe that something was going to happen was because this this one Sigma that she's talking about, um, he had different personalities mm-hmm. at times. And I and just, I um, hmm? go ahead. And, and I immediately recognized the one that showed up is the one that's you know normally out there. And I and I told my sister then, I said, Hey, my spidey sense is tingling. This is not gonna go too well we probably need to go ahead and leave. And before you knew it, here comes the, 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 the group again. You see this group. So we, we were on our way out and there were so many people outside trying to get in. Mm-hmm. The police did not want to open the door because oh, yeah, they had that. locked the door. They didn't want to open the door to let us out. And as we stood, as Tracy stated, you go upstairs. So as we stood downstairs at the base of the stairs the lady kept telling us hey you know if i open this door you're not coming back in we were like let us out and as we all heard a noise we turned to look to the top of the stairs and there was this chair coming down for us and we were in this area it's just a like a small square area at the bottom of the stairs and so now here comes the chair the chair is gonna hit somebody it really wasn't too too many places you could run 
And once the chair hit, it, it did hit the wall. We were all able to, to, to move out of the way. We told her, open the door. So she opened the door. She let us out. And they were able to get out uh, this one person. Well, everybody was trying to come out. But as the one person came by us, uh, he came by us because he was being, he, they threw him out. And his eye hit the little uh, <laughs> caution <He's so> silly. <laughs> barrier. It was a caution barrier that was sitting up there. And I said right then, it is time to go. <laughs> <laughs> well, I got uh, is that your same memory? You have a different one? Um, I like, I, I just like our. Uh, the relationship that we had in the dorm. Yeah. I mean, we had people for anyone mm-hmm. who who had a night class. Um, when when you got out, especially women, um, you, you did not walk alone. So right. it started out. If you had a night class, just call the lobby, and it, whomever answered the phone, you would let them know you had a night class. You want somebody to come and walk you back, mm-hmm. and that turned from us driving and leaving the dorm and driving to go and pick the person up to so many people wanting to do it that we ended up having to walk so it was nothing for 15 to 20 people to leave the dorm walking to go to the activities building over the bridge to come get i was the only one that worked there and y'all would come walk to get me to pick up to pick up one person Mm -hmm. so many people and or to the library or to yeah. the library, that was another one because UTA was an open campus, mm-hmm. and so there were there were rapists every yeah. semester. They just tried to hide it, but there were rapists every semester. So we had to be very careful, careful. Mm-hmm. because of the of, in the surrounding community, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, I think for me, in addition to the parties in the dorm, it was also. I like Black Wednesdays at noon. (laughs) So Wednesdays at noon, (laughs) the campus was shut down at 12. It was like a quiet hour, blackout hour or something like that. Everybody, they had no classes anywhere. And every Wednesday, all the Black people took over the student center. And in there, there we would high side, play dominoes, spades. Um, we'd have probate hey. shows. I had somebody at church that had asked me one time, was like, because um, basically questioning my why I attended where I attended, and was like, well, y'all didn't even have step shows at at a white school. I was like, oh, where yes, did you get did. that from? I was like, we had Greeks, mm-hmm. we had step shows. So mm-hmm. that was one of the biggest memories of of the time there was Wednesdays in the UC was showing up, seeing everybody. You know, not just your friends, but that was opportunity to meet other black people. Oh, this is my home girl, such and such. Oh, hey, what's up? How you doing? And it was just that was just to me, like it reminded me of a different world. <laughs> you know, at the time, which was popular at the time, it was like so I never felt like I was lacking anything because mm-hmm. it's like this feels just like what I see on TV. It might have been slightly different, but I wouldn't know because I didn't go, you know. Mm-hmm. That mm-hmm. I just um and like you said, in the dorms, when you were talking about the dorm experience, how close we were, it made me think of uh, my, uh, they call them the uh, Deuce Deuce, Lipscomb, Lipscomb South Second Floor. We'd, uh, 
if you, yeah. that was you, Tangie, but Monique and Trina and uh, Latricia. Tiffany and Sonya. Tiffany, Sonya. KK. KK, Donna, they're all still friends. Like, and so it's almost like a gang. <laughs> <laughs> Lipscomb South. They, called us, they also called us South Central. <laughs> what the heck? <laughs> so I really, I really appreciated that. It's like, you know, it wasn't a perfect school, of course, as you mentioned some of the things there, like the, at the time, sexual assault was prevalent in the neighborhood, mm-hmm. you know, because it's right, in because the middle of mm-hmm. what they call downtown Arlington, which ain't the best location, but that was big. Of course, we had to face some racism so much. So remember mm-hmm. when they, um, we were, we were trying to get a new president, I think, and the next in line was a black man. And I don't even think they were considering him. And we, we had to, we protested Protest. to make our voices heard. And so I think for me, that was one of the best lessons that I've learned was to speak up, speak, speak up and make your voice heard. But also too, the main thing was, you know, surround yourself by people who are smarter than you and who are heading in the same direction as you. And I think right. that's what I did. I was like, oh, they right. got their stuff together. <laughs> right. make them my friends. <laughs> that, that is so true. I think that's what um, <laughs> some, so many people do. I mean, that's just at any college. And course. I think that I was about to say, I think that transcends mm-hmm. the type of college that you go to. It does. You have people coming in. And if, if you do not surround yourself with someone who's, trying to finish someone who's trying to do something with their lives someone and, who's not just there to, to to have a good time which we were mm-hmm. obviously you have that mindset I'm not gonna we, we were there to have a good time but at some point somebody needed to say hey you need to get up for school that's hey, what I was about you to need to read. <laughs> you, you need to read this book okay how about together I go to school I go to class and you read but but you know you have a plan because you know you knew that you needed to get it together yes so, I, I appreciate it the, the accountability mm-hmm. you know yeah. accountability new family y'all y'all mama became my mama and my mama mm-hmm. became y'all mama yes she did and she was still a still still Still, because I will call Miss Cass and without Tracy knowing. Yes, I will. <laughs> okay. Have been have been by the house without Tracy knowing. Mm-hmm. And we'll call y'all if she haven't heard from me. Yes. Uh, right. Angie. Tancy. It's Tracy. It's over Tracy there. over there. Y'all not gonna do my mama. Don't do my mama. <laughs> I call Tracy. Girl, if you'll call your mom. Quickly, don't play. (laughs) So, what are you all grateful for? I'm grateful for for family and friends. I'm grateful for my sisters feeling good. The opportunity to just have to be able to reach out to people you've met so many years ago and still be able to to chat with them or depend on them for something. You know, if you needed it. Yes. Right. I think. Definitely, like I said, God, family. Mm-hmm. I, 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 I pray, and I have prayed, but I don't think I've prayed so much in these last week, two weeks, and I prayed in my entire life. COVID, but <laughs> yes, 
but huh. um, family and, and friends, not, not associate. Like I know people, I know a lot of people mm-hmm. and I know a lot of really, really, really good people, but just friends, mm-hmm. like those that you can truly depend on that are like family or that are family. I can't say like family because you can't tell my mom anything any different. So <laughs> there is no like, family. right? just family so i'm definitely grateful for that okay um i guess i'll pick on ten first what are your guilty pleasures that that you can say on camera (laughs) yeah well i like shopping yes i like shopping a lot yes and i i like i like creature comforts like if it's going to make you comfortable at home even oh. at school I'm, I'm guilty of this I would call Instacart and order cases of the, the glass bottles of coke mm-hmm. because I simply like the way the glass bottles of coke feel in your hand uh, or in, in like my hand okay. or just the people who, who come there like I have a couple of my EDs who stop by and they, they die for coke now they all over the place out they all over the area they have at least eight schools each you know if it'll make you smile just to give you a coke and a glass bottle i think that goes all the way back it goes back to upbringing uh always having something for somebody when they come by um it don't have to be anything big just let them know you're thinking about them oh Oh. creature comforts yeah i am sometimes (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> uh, okay we <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't expecting that one Me neither. Um, <laughs> it is uh, we can call some of my co-workers right now um, for me let's see guilty pleasures um, just those who I I like, those who I appreciate, just just having them smile, seeing them smile, what whatever can do that, you know, whether it's my fantastic singing or whether you need to it's, meet my I'm trainer. Afraid. No, you need oh, to I'm meet out. my trainer because he y'all will get along when it comes to singing. I'm sorry, go ahead and finish. Uh, <laughs> horrible. No. <laughs> And that's why, hold up, that's why I can listen to him because I spent four years in college with you. <laughs> no, just you know, and I guess it's similar to what Tandy said. It's just though, I think it's those little things that mm-hmm. that people um, really appreciate. Um, I appreciate I appreciate my uh, my work family, my team. You know, I hate this COVID mm-hmm. part, and people would always say. Hey, you know, because I always had a candy dish. Oh yeah, you know, but I don't, I, I don't, I don't like cheap candy, and I eat out of my candy dish too. So I'm not gonna buy cheap candy. Like if I want a Snickers, I want a Snickers. That's just <laughs> what that is. Do you still <laughs> eat Nilla wafers? Yes, uh, I have them in my cabinet right now. <laughs> That's your guilty pledge. <laughs> <laughs> no, I just think that um, as far food wise, mm-hmm. um. No, that's going to be bluebell ice cream. Oh, listen. 
I've given up Bluebell. I'm not, not I what? still like Bluebell, but oh you know, right now I'm in protest mode. So when Ben and Jerry came out with a Black Lives Matter protest, I was like, I'm going to Ben and Jerry's. I have not been no. disappointed. They are good. They are delicious. Ben and Jerry's okay. But I tell you, when I was stuck in New York, they had to fly me back home because I needed me some Bluebell. Blue yes, ma'am. Uh, I needed me I'm some Bluebell. I'm still Team Texas. Bluebell, my hair appointment, <laughs> and I need to get me some paste picante sauce. I just there's just certain things I had to have. Then I, I moved away from Pace Wheeler. You gotta you gotta have that Mateos, Hell Phoenix, or oh haters. Pick one. <laughs> You're, you are correct. <laughs> All three. There are but levels then. to your yes. picante sauce. Okay. Yes, um last little question and then well, first let me ask this, Weeda. How you feel oh, about geez. your cowboys, man? Tracy, let's not. I'm, <laughs> I'm going to give you words of encouragement from this diehard Steeler fan. You know, I love my boys. Listen, they tan it up right now. I don't, I, but, I understand that. So I don't understand how you can give me any type of words of encouragement. You don't know what I'm feeling. You don't know how I'm feeling right now. Hey, you don't know my story. <laughs> All the things I've been through. <laughs> No, you do not. <laughs> yes, I do. We have had our shares of trouble. No, ma'am. They ain't been this bad. No, no, ma'am. But I can't say this. Your coach is new. It's his first year. Mm-hmm. Your star quarterback is gone. This is more leverage for him when he's back. Y'all get that boy his money. Oh, I believe. I don't. I don't. <laughs> And I, I, I if y'all to know call me, them last year and tell them to give him, give him that money. People know me. You know I hate the cow. I hate the Cowboys. I hate them. I still hate them. I just I hate the Patriots more right now. That's the only thing I know. But I'm just like, I dang this. When I saw his leg get hurt, how did you feel? And your, how did that feel in your body? I think we need to go to a different topic now. <laughs> I told you this. No, seriously. Not, when I saw it, it matter. You know. <laughs> Oh you know God. where we are on this, and 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 it was so it was bad, and he Love. got hurt, and then the backup got hurt. Y'all, y'all thirsty. The backup to the backup was hurt, and we were like, uh, my cousin made the statement. She she just said we're about to have to go to virtual quarterbacks now. What is <laughs> happening? We had no idea of what was going on. I was like, oh my goodness. Listen. And we and we still, I'm still gonna back them because and her, her, wait a minute. Here's what's saying. I looked at y'all division today. The, y'all still contenders and contenders and y'all y'all last. Bam. <laughs> but y'all still can be contenders yes, in y'all division. That's how bad yeah. your division is. Because we were like, all tied. Yeah, we, we were all tied before the game. So when the others play. <laughs> <laughs> This weekend, we can we can move up. You who know. can? I was like, that you is sad. Because I think like Washington is like four and eight. Mm. And then, it, no, it was the Eagles. Then it was Washington. And then who else is in y'all division? Yeah, we're, we're out, we're out y'all there. Y'all bottom. Yeah, but and we'll take like, it. Oh, the Giants. Yeah, we'll take the Eagles, it. The Eagles, Washington, the Giants, and then the Cowboys. But everybody yeah. had like three wins. Yeah, forget and forget the Eagles. Um, Washington like can this. go to hell. I said it. <laughs> and the Giants, the only thing I like about the Giants is have you noticed it just seems as though um I don't know 
who's washing those uniforms, but they are putting either they are shrinking those uniforms, and I couldn't stand the Giants, but it's okay to wash them. This is them why play. I'm gonna need you to focus. This is why we couldn't have a football team in college. Right there, so true. We gonna with that being said, okay. I'm gonna ask the yeah. very last question. What's the theme? So I'm gonna let Weta go first. If you had a theme song for your life, what would it be? Oh wait, I've I asked I've asked this question as a um, as an icebreaker before. <laughs> let me try to let me try to. I have to think of that, Tracy. You should have given me that before we started. I have one. Um, what's yours, Tim? Okay, Tim. Thank you for being a friend. No, I knew she was going to say that. No, Tangie only said that because she likes the song. What is the theme song of your life? That is the question. Not not sing a theme song that everybody can get down to. That that is my song. You like the one, you like the original version of the one that God redid. The one that God redid? I laugh at that. Oh, the one. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Started at the bottom. <laughs> Started at the bottom. <laughs> <laughs> that that could be fun. Yeah, I like that. I like his. I like his version. <laughs> Listen, with that, we gonna wrap up. Cause we the the next time you come back, you have to have a song, and I just yes. want everyone to know. We didn't Tangie and I, we can go we could go days, months, even a year or two without talking. And every time we get together, we're gonna laugh just like this. <laughs> even yep. if we have been we've had family members to pass away, we're there mm-hmm. for each other, we've been in hospital yeah. situations together, mm-hmm. people been hurt, mm-hmm. people been sick, heartbreak. <laughs> I mean mm-hmm. and I'm like excuse my French nigga I'm crying why are you trying to make me laugh and we laugh just like this no matter what you gonna bring that up Tracy (laughs) I didn't know what else to do like I'm crying I'm hurt (laughs) I didn't know what else to do before it's over it's just like a family reunion. Oh my goodness. I want to end on this last note. This country, there was a time in this country where HBCUs were the only education opportunity black people could have outside of high school. So I'm never ever gonna knock that. I'm never gonna disrespect that. I'm never gonna discount the value that it has to our culture and our community and our people. But also there were certain times where we needed to be educated in a certain way and those schools may not have necessarily offered it in a certain city or a certain state. So we had ancestors and warriors who fought for our right to be on anybody's campus to study and learn and get those opportunities, you know, at a a major institution to show that a black mind with a, a good education can be can flourish and be successful anywhere. And so I'm never gonna count discount anybody's education anywhere. And so I wanna continue this conversation just probably throughout the life of my show, just just to promote education, period. Right. You know, they say college isn't for everybody. 
and it may not be, but you can find value anywhere and mm -hmm. never let anybody, I don't care where you are, where you went, you make the best of your opportunity where you go. Right. Because some schools may not be for you, you know, or you may not have the financial situation to put you at a certain school. You pick the opportunity that works best for you and your family and don't regret it. Just make the best of it. And mm -hmm. that's all I want to do is share the positivity and the community that can be built anywhere if you open your mind to it so i appreciate you ladies i thank god for y'all for being my sisters my sisters from my other mother <laughs> you know because had it not been for y'all i would not if had it not been for we to say get your ass up and go to college go to school go to class i would not have made it and it had it not been for zeb getting me on the right track and saying yeah. hey correct yourself and here's what you do to do it I would not have graduated. I wouldn't be an educator. I wouldn't be doing it, you know, because mm -hmm. of my time at UTA, I can think of something. This is what I want to do. Let me figure out how to do it. It might take a while, but my grandmother taught me it's the things that I learned from y'all and Zeb and UTA and my friends. I learned that from my grandmother and my mother. Mm -hmm. You can do anything you put your mind to. So I see a problem. I'm like, okay, let me figure out how I can solve it. And in the end, let me see what people I have around me that can help me get there. And it never fails. Whatever crazy idea that I have, whether okay. it's writing a book, whether it's publishing, whether it's this podcast, whether it's falling in love with a dude that I know is not for me, but I think he is. And we just saying that he's gay. Y'all still help me. <laughs> you go. He's not for you. But if that's what you want, I'm there for you. And y'all help me through these situations. And that's what I want people to see. That's to me is the real value of any education is the community that you build. It ain't just the paper. Mm -mm. The HBC, the one argument my friends from HBCUs have is that they get paid the same check as the person they went to TCU. That's a good mm -hmm. point. Yep. The real value that they have that I love is that it's the community. Mm -hmm. And I'm always like, I have that too. So I think it, it, it takes us all. And so we need to be proud of where we went. They need to be proud of where we went. We need to be proud of Kamala and Keisha Lance Bottoms and mm -hmm. Stacey Abrams and Michelle Obama, who went mm -hmm. to Princeton. We need to be proud of it all and continue to let the world know that we here, we here to stay. And we're just as good as anybody else if not better in some circumstances it just depends everybody is strong in certain areas and we just need to be proud of that mm -hmm. so with that being said i want to thank you ladies for coming hopefully y'all will come back and have a good day bye tracy